0: to that week because it was always intense.
1: That's the man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My, my, my favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys, <laughs> show, but Dante was my guy. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL playoffs, to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and much more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable, BetOnline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm Marcus Dash here with our guy, Legendary Chiefs, and we got to say Eagles this week. Lies This week, J.D., legendary uh, Chiefs and Eagles tight end Jason Dunn. J.D., all the way back from the uh, NFLPA Collegiate Bowl. He wasn't with us uh, this past uh, Sunday after the chiefs Bengals game, uh, but he was at the College Bowl. J.D., how was La La Land, man?
0: Man, it was excellent out there. I mean, you know, the thing is, when you're out there in the sunny California, you see I got a little sun, I got got a little bit of uh, – you know, just being on my face and it was glorious, absolutely glorious. Man, I had a wonderful time. Um, got to to be part of the national team. There were some great coaches, some le- legendary players uh, that was there. And it was all of it just seemed like I was I was texting them today. Like it just seemed like a locker room. It really did. Uh, but, you know, the wealth of knowledge and uh, the sort of information passed on to these kids that's going out to the NFL uh this this next year uh and getting into the draft is is vital for them to just know to get an understand so the nfl pa bowl man was was probably to me it's probably one of the the best bows out there if not the best bow out there uh just for the simple fact that you this is the first look that scouts get to see you uh get to interview you and 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 see exactly what you can do physically uh, mentally how you handle uh the stressors of, of being out there in front of teams um, just competing against, uh, you know, all, of course, all your guys, your that that you're going into the draft with. So it was it was a glorious time, man. It was it was fruitful in a lot of ways, fruitful in a lot of ways, man. And I just uh, appreciated by all the guys that I had, uh, you know, as far as coaching them uh, this past week, man. Great, great group of guys, man. Some super, super, super duper guys uh, all over it. So, yeah. So you,
1: you were there. Uh any uh do you have any scoops for us on uh, any any players that you could see uh the Chiefs, you know, you know our needs better than anybody. Yeah. Do you see any guys that you could see fit well
0: on uh the Chiefs next year? I seen I seen a few guys, actually. Some a lot of guys, man, that, that there was a lot of talent out there, no doubt about it. I mean, I, I seen some guys that's gonna be probably drafted in, you know, second, third, fourth, fifth round. It's gonna be some free agent guys, but there were some guys that really stood out uh defensively and offensively um you know in in the game and just all week in practice so i'm not gonna say exactly who those guys were but i will tell you this i will tell you the guys that i had on my side uh that i was coaching uh so i'll start with uh ben sims who's a tight end from baylor uh big kid he's got a lot of athletic ability uh can can run routes catch block um solid guy all the way around so i can definitely see being on on somebody squad this year, probably getting drafted somewhere. I don't know, maybe I don't know. Third round fourth, maybe possibly. Um, if not earlier, I mean, that's the thing is, I mean, this guy, he can, he can do it all. Uh, and then going also to, to, uh, uh, Michael Ziki uh, play for UCLA guy, tall guy, lanky, uh, tight end, got a lot of lift to him, catches the ball well, high points, the ball athletic, uh, can make plays. Um, you know, blocking is 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 pretty good. It's good blocking. He's gonna get better at it. I could just tell. Uh just kind of working with him without the week. Um, but he uh the, the significant guy, man. He's he's gonna be able to make a lot of plays in the NFL. Uh another guy that I had, man, Brady Russell from Colorado, who's more of like an H back, kind of six three guy. You know, every time I think about him, I think about a guy like Noah Gray, you know what I mean? Who is is when I when I see how he's he could be utilized in the NFL. He's a guy that can come in and can block, can be in the backfield, uh, be on the line of scrimmage. He can kind of do it all. And he can get open in the passing game. He's got a little wiggle to him. He's working on those things, but he got some speed. He's got a lot of grit to him. Uh, so, man, I was I was really pretty pleased working with Brady. You know, and also does, man, he he, you know, he's uh he's a long sniper, he can do all those things. So he he does a great job. And all these guys can play special teams. Uh and the other guy that I had was Jaleel uh Billingsley. Jaleel Billingsley, man, was just he's an athlete. He's athletic, tight end, seam routes, corner routes. Whatever you ask him to do, he can do it physically. I mean, that's the thing about it. And so uh, his thing is, you know, just getting a little bit stronger in the, in the blocking game, which he'll do. That's, he'll get his nose in there and he'll block. That's one thing about him, man. All these guys had that element to them of toughness, a lot of like uh, ability, like I said, could stretch the football field. Uh, but, you know, Jaleel in himself, man, he, he's a guy, man, he could, he could, he could get open against anybody. And so i've seen all four of these guys uh come into play in the nfl no doubt about it man but they were just a great set of guys that i had uh that i was coaching uh not to mention uh two guys man that that, that wasn't able to to perform because they had gotten hurt uh but those two guys man they, they were doing excellent guys just listening to everything uh, very attentive uh very smart intelligent but you said those guys also have a, a chance too so it was it was it was a fruitful, like I said, a fruitful fruitful week, man. It really was. It's great.
1: I mean, you're like I said last week, and I've said before. Like for a lot of these young kids, like it's really beneficial to have a guy like you who's like you know known re- regularly as one of the best block attendants of all time. So having you be able to you know give them some pointers and stuff that they're not they're possibly not getting from their college coaches or high school coaches because. Nowadays, the tight end is really not staying home to block anymore. They're, they're you know, they're they're a they're a bigger receiver, a bigger-bodied receiver now. So you're giving them stuff they may have never even heard before, which I think is which I think is awesome, and which also speaks to the NFL Legion bowl, you know, that that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, no doubt about it, man. I, I mean, I, I'm the toolage that we was able to, you know, to to impart on these guys. Hopefully, be able to stick because it just gives them a whole an open look at the process, takes the lid off of everything, every question that you may have for these young guys. But um I seen it as, as it was a privilege and an honor for me to go out there and to be able to give that type of information to these guys. You know, I'm so thankful for it, man. i a matter of fact, I'm gonna text these guys after this and let them know, like, hey, look, man, I'm, I'm gonna start talking when you guys are out there. But they did a lot, man. The scouts will come up to them, start talking to them. Uh, but also too, man, one thing that that it, it wasn't just me. You had to think about the guys that we had out there, man. We talking about Jackie Slater, O-line coach, Andre Rise and wide receiver coach. Uh, Eddie is the head coach, uh, you know, we had, let me see, who else do we have uh, uh, Kendall uh, uh, Simmons is, is the D line coach. I mean, we had guys that uh, Keith Bullock, uh, you know, linebacker coach uh, JB, who was a defensive coordinator, man. We had uh, uh, coach Fredericks, man, who was Mark Fredericks, who was uh, down there at, 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 um, at preview uh, OC. All These guys and some young guys that was coming up too, man. Um, that did just a tremendous job, and I'm telling you, like, a, just a great job, a wealth of knowledge. Guys on, a, and that's just on our side, on the national side of things that we had. Um, so a lot of stuff. Robert Edwards, running back coach. So we, yeah. it, it was, it was glorious to see Benny Sapp, another guy. So, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna give you some, uh, Andre Rising. Derek Alexander, who was on the American side. Bobby Cipio was on the American side. Billy Sapp was on my side. We're talking about it was four Chiefs that was out here, five including me, that were out here coaching this uh, this uh collegiate boat, man. So, Wow. I, yeah, man. It was great. I'm going to send some, some pictures out, man, because it was a great time. It was a really great time to catch up with all the guys, that I played with.
1: Like a little mini Chiefs reunion over there. Yeah, it was. It was, man.
0: Like I said, it was like the locker room. But, yeah, man, uh, no, great time. Absolutely great time. Wonderful.
1: Did you get to watch the Chiefs game with any other former Chiefs, or was it, ju- or was it just you?
0: No, just me, just okay. me. Uh, you know, and the thing is, I got to actually start watching the game late. Um, I ended up ca- catching up with my niece, who's out there right now. Who's Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's doing a little career as far as acting and different things like that, <laughs> directing. And so we actually went to oh, a God. museum before that, and so I was trying to catch a little bit. You know, on the on the the, the little camera on the TV, uh, the cell phone. That's all. Right. Just a little bit, just catching it before we got to the game, and uh I think I was hitting you up a little bit to see like where everything was. So finally, when I got to, you know, check it out, man, I got to you know around some good people and it, it was great atmosphere out there in, in sunny California, LA, and had to go watch these boys, man, put that wood on these jokers. Yeah, put that wood on these jokers, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you know, all of that. What's going on because all week talking cash-ish yeah. all week. That's all it was. Yeah. So I was just looking, I was like, yo, you know what? I cannot wait till we put brakes on these jokers. <laughs> I, mean, I told you, man, one of the things I was doing, man. I like right now. I told you one of my 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 my, my favorite things I'm I'm bummer to right now, without doubt. Hold on. Know your role, know your role, know your role, and shut your mouth. Yeah. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Use your bronze. Yeah. That's that's my jam right now. That's what I'm jamming on right now. I mean it's a good
1: one. I mean yeah, Kelsey wasn't uh, wasn't shying away from the mic uh, this week, and then that in pre- that, pre- that that post game. Uh, so we're we're gonna get into the a uh, little bit of the uh, the Cincinnati mayor. Um, but before we get into that, we want to we want to uh, recognize our sponsor. We kind of teased at this on our um, on our Twitter yesterday that we have a new sponsor, a major announcement. It's uh, as you can see at the bottom of our screen. We have uh, Pickett there. So Pickett. Uh, and I, I know some of you degenerate gamblers out there may have already uh, know about this, but uh, so Pickett is uh, an app that pretty much consolidates all your sports betting apps. So if you are using DraftKings, Fanduel, MGM, uh, you can link your account to Pickett. And Pickett will pretty much share all your bets in one app together, consolidates it all. It also shows the analytics and statistics of all your bets. Like, if you look at mine, and that's one thing. When you uh, look at the link in the description, you can check out the Chief Concerns one. That's that's my betting account. Really what you see is that I bet on the Chiefs and the 76ers pretty much all the time. And as you can see, the bobbleheads behind me, <laughs> it makes sense. Um, but, no, it's cool. It shows all your statistics. And the cool thing is you can also – like, you know, the community aspect of it, you can share bets with other people, their fans. Um, and So there's a little bit of everything there. And if you sign up now and then link this in the description and use our promo code Chiefs, you'll get anywhere from three dollars and it could be a hundred dollars. So that's that, that that's what it is, guys. So go get that. Go get that money. Just type in that uh, that um promo code Chiefs. Uh, in the link in the description. Um, so, and that's one thing too. You know, we we have all these, we we have these sponsors and stuff. And it's always cool to get a sponsor that we actually utilize. And yeah, you know, for me, I, I don't know, I don't know about you, JD, but for me, as a as a sport gambler and all, all these sports, college basketball, college football, NFL, it's a great having an app like that. And um, and I can actually speak a lot about that because actually I use the product, right?
0: <laughs> okay. Well, shoot, man, I'm about, I'm about to put a little money out on them. I, you know, I don't really do any any gambling on games and stuff, man. But I might have to put a little five dollars here hundred dollars there, you know, I think I think this past year, if you was putting your money on the Chiefs, uh, then you was you was you was making bank. You was making yeah. bank, baby. So uh I, I think it was a good bet,
1: right? I have uh, – you, you'll appreciate this, um, the, the, the Sixers and the, the Chiefs. So I, I placed a bet like in the summertime on the Chiefs winning the AFC and the Sixers winning the Eastern Conference. So ha- half right so far. Yeah. And so we'll, we'll see what happens with the uh, with the Sixers <laughs> and, the, and the NBA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They got a good shot, man. They got a good shot. So oh, hopefully, hopefully things are coming together. They looked at this weekend was great. I had, I had uh, uh, MB put, uh, put something on Jokic on, uh, on Saturday. And then Sunday, the Chiefs ended up winning the uh, AFC championship game. So I, it was, it was a beautiful weekend as a Sixers and Chiefs fan.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. My, <laughs> but I, I, now but it, now it's Well, yeah, I seen him beat at the, at the Eagles game. They showed him on the sideline, you know, checking everything yeah. out. So, yeah, I like him. Yeah. They're a little tough, man. Cause you got Brooklyn and you got the uh, Boston of course, mm-hmm. he's too, And Milwaukee, and Milwaukee also. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So. Um,
1: but yeah, so for all you sport, I know we have a lot of our sport, our fans, our sport degenerate gamblers like myself. So you guys go check out pick it and use our promo code chiefs in the, uh, link in the description below. All right. So if you were listening and you heard JD's little remix that he was playing there a little, uh, a little bit ago, uh, the know your going to shut your mouth was Travis Kelsey talking to the mayor from Cincinnati. Um, And so after the game, uh, Kelsey called out the mayor, uh, Jabroni, as J.D. posted in that video. Um, And actually, J.D., he was kind of taken aback by the whole Burrowhead talk. And he actually had a video. And if you haven't seen that on social media, we'll play it for you right now. J.D. actually called out Cincinnati and told him this was going to happen. And this is directly after the game. This is J.D.'s
0: reaction. It is done. It is finished. All right. No, I want to hear no more Burrowhead. Stadium, none of that. Send these jokers back to Cincinnati. Okay? Rock Take that terrible chili with them. All right? Kick rocks. All right, throwing all over the place. Game's over. Goodbye. Beat it. See you later. See you later. That is... oh,
1: oh, oh, oh. Look
0: at him. Look at him. Yeah. Hey, Joe! Go. Come on, Casey! See you in Phoenix. See you in Phoenix, baby. There it is. Let's go! <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So JD, that was an amazing video. When I, when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's great. So JD, and I know you were you were kind of you were kind of mad about what the what the mayor has to say about the whole paternity test thing with Burrow and Mahomes. So I'm gonna let you have the floor right now. What is your message back to the mayor after all the talk he had last obviously what happened on Sunday, them losing the game? What is your message to the mayor?
0: Well, listen, uh, Travis said it all right there to put it together by Remix God, man. Uh, Suede Remix God doing an incredible job. I always watch his stuff on IG, man. He, he does a tremendous job of doing, putting these videos together. Uh, but my thing was, I think when I first messaged you, I'm like, man, what is this guy doing, right? I mean, you just you're setting yourself up, like if, if everything didn't work out, like how much this is gonna come back on you, right? And then he, he almost t- he took it, doubled down, went overboard, by calling the, uh, uh, the the Kansas City uh, mayor called him small called him little said he got some small clothes for him then he said you know only thing they got out there is the barbecue what else is he say y'all you know, the, the city's named after the state of Kansas like all of these things he was just y'all you know, he was just spouting and I was just like oh man this dude is absolutely loading up to have an epic fail here's what he's doing and I'm telling you. He's got egg all over his face. He looks like a fool. He sounded like a fool. And you know what? Uh he's the largest stock right now uh, in the country. You know, especially with Kansas City fans and, and this guy right over here. And I I just, to me, it, it was outlandish. It, it was overboard. So we need to do it. And, and and look, I get it. Hey, if you are if you're a fan of the team. I got that part of it. There's nothing wrong with that. But to go on this whole rant and making a video about these things is just, to me, it's just ridiculous. There's no need for that. Yeah. You the American? Hey, American, uh, Cincinnati. Hey, Cincinnati Bengals, good luck. Uh, Hope you win this game or whatever, right? That's support. But then to go in and talk about uh, Joe Burrow as the father in the paternity test of Patrick Mahomes is like, okay, now you load your head. Man, you load your tail up with some ish right now. That's what you're doing. As a matter of fact, everybody's looking at this and all of a sudden you thinking more people are against Cincinnati just because of the video that you made. That's your fault. That, that's, hey, Cincinnati, the Bengals. that is your fault. That's y'all guy. That's y'all mayor. That's the dude y'all have to, you know, that y'all had to look up and say, hey, this is the guy we support and talk about him, you know, and try to at least say some type of, you know, credibility because he just lost all of it then with this, all that craziness, man. But all in fun, I get it. Whatever, but he—he he looks like an absolute jackass. He does. <laughs> we looks like. Uh, but yeah. hey, man, whatever, right? I guess that's why he's mayor. <laughs> you got to, you got to <laughs> do something. Pull some punches. Got to make the people sound good. So we go with it. We go with it.
1: <laughs> JD, you're you're getting a question here uh, from uh, from a fan, uh, angry, drunken German. Yeah. JD, tell us about the time you and T Rich and Shields completely erased Ray Lewis from a football game. He cried for 16 minutes. Everyone remembers that one.
0: <laughs> yeah. That was that was tough on Ray that day. It was tough on Ray that day. Matter of fact, I think that's why I scored a touchdown, first touchdown of the game. Um, you know, we just had a game plan. The game plan was simple: uh, line up and hit <laughs> these jokers in the mouth. Period. We're gonna play physical football and Will Shields, T. Rich, Brown Waters, everybody took a piece of Ray. Mm-hmm. Knew he was going to be the one on defense that you had to tame, and so the best way to do it with Ray is keep hitting with everybody as many people as possible. We got Hall of Famers, Ray's one of the greatest linebackers ever to play the game uh, in, in the middle, and so what we did is we we took some of the greatest guards and tackles and bullbacks to ever play the game to go hit Ray. That's the game plan. So it was mm-hmm. real simple. Uh and it 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 worked out. And Ray was bloody, and he was talking, he there's no way. Some two or three. Yeah. And everybody was just taking shots. I mean, it was when I'm talking about it, it was grown man ball then. That's how we were playing. So, <laughs> uh, you know, like I said, T Rich and Shields and Brown Waters, uh I think uh, uh Willie Rove got a little piece of him, Casey Wigman, all those guys got a little piece of Ray that day you know and he felt every bit of it man so we leaned on him. from a from a fan's you know from a viewer we saw that and saw that you know we he
1: was mic'd up and saying stuff on the sidelines stuff was he complaining to you guys on the field do you remember him like you know hearing him like complaining to you guys when you guys were like you know roughing him up a little bit throughout the game or no not really no not really
0: i mean i didn't really didn't hear too much i know everybody's yapping you mean know, you hear everybody's talking noise all the time And so you uh-huh. know, you know it's just part of football Right. So I don't know anything in particular that he was saying mm-hmm. until it comes. You know, obviously, you know everything uh, gets exposed. You know, with the the video, what Ray is saying. You know, they putting like a like a, a tape on his eye. Like like he's Rocky getting hit. He, There's no way. I don't understand. He's just you know. And so it was like uh, I don't know. The trainer was like the cut man watching <laughs> me. But no, nah, man. Ray Ray was uh, always a formidable foe uh, against us. Uh, but that day, man, we we were. I think we were. Maybe one and two, three at the time. Like we, mm-hmm. and we knew that. Like we gonna start this run. It has to start here, and we knew that. Monday Night Football. We had to make a statement. And what what's the best way to do it against one of the best defenses to ever play the game? And mm-hmm. so that to me, man, was was uh, is incredible. Like you said, Angry Duncan said it was priceless. No doubt about it.
1: Yeah. Was the old Mastercard commercial? Something's money can't buy. <laughs> yeah, <baby>. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So obviously this week, you know, uh, Chiefs won. Both your teams you played for, Chiefs and Eagles, won. Um. And uh, some are calling it the Andy Reid Bull. Some are calling it the Kelsey Bull. We're calling it the JD, the J, the, the Dunn Bull on this show. Yeah. Um. But this game kind of brings a little bit of a historic moment for the NFL and just the, the whole world in general uh whereas it's the first time we're going to have two African American quarterbacks going up against each other in the Super Bowl.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um I think it it's crazy that, that only three African American quarterbacks have, have won a Super Bowl, Doug Williams being one, Russell okay. Wilson and Patrick Mahomes. And now we're guaranteed an African American quarterback winning. Um the, the Super Bowl this time around, but JD, um, just talk to us about the historic uh, impact of this um, of Mahomes uh, playing against Burrow in the in the, in the Super Bowl. Um, just just talk about. Can you talk about that a little bit?
0: Yeah, I, I think you know sometimes you don't necessarily um, get to appreciate these these nuggets or first things happen in the history, uh, especially something like this is just is phenomenal just to hear it and just to see it. Uh, especially, I guess, when you look at um, where the um, where the league has gone right where it kind of started to where it is now uh and, and this is significance and so uh when you have two guys uh jalen hurts and Patrick Mahomes, uh with the uh ancestry of uh you know african you know african-american um you know you got to celebrate it you know it's a good thing these two young guys two two gunslingers that i i think all the time they don't get the the credit that's due to i really do uh but i think it just shows like the uh the transition of what we've been going on in in this in this world in this well united states in itself of uh, just uh getting more guys out there as quarterbacks uh you know african-american quarterbacks out there because back in the day if a lot of people don't know it's just where it used to be where they didn't think that you know blacks were intelligent enough to play quarterback there's a lot of things like even now they tell you know some of the quarterbacks that are are, are runners more so they say you know running quarterbacks uh, that they can't play uh, quarterback can't be a QB in the NFL that's just not true they say it about Lamar Jackson you know they was talking about Jalen Hurts you know they say you know Patrick Mahomes is playing backyard football and so sometimes I don't think um, I think it's just a lack of awareness possibly Uh, I think if you don't necessarily uh, if it doesn't necessarily affect you uh personally and in some some type of ways and you can't empathize, then it's different. The people can't necessarily see it. Uh, and so it's the same thing. Like if we had like two women who maybe done some different things and stuff like that. Then you know it's like, wow, you could you, you should be, you know, celebrating that those things. You know, I got daughters and so they've like, hey dad, this is the first time you know two women are able to do these things. And I'm absolutely that's a wonderful thing. And it should be celebrated. And uh sometimes you know marginalized communities because of the things that have been gone in the past, uh, doesn't necessarily have, um, I guess those things to celebrate and put they, 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 uh, their stakes on. But this now, right here, with the significance of it, uh, I think is very special. Um, and so, man, like I said, two very talented quarterbacks, and Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. Uh, and so this this is going to be a, a nice, hard fall game, but the, the historical, uh, indication, uh, the significance of an importance is absolutely, uh, wonderful.
1: Yeah. And I, and I, and I, think that the fact that, you know, um, and I think we had uh our, our guy, Benjamin Watchhold here, who said Warren moon is still the only African-American quarterback in the hall of fame. And it's, you know, and, and that, that's goes to show you that through the, through the test of time, there really hasn't been that many, you know, if, if you think about it, the amount of quarterbacks that have played in playing for so long, even that not that many African-American quarterbacks have even played. And then now you got nowadays, you, you fast forward to now, you got two guys in the super bowl. Um, You got, three of the, the first round projected first round quarterback picks this coming draft class will be african american between um gosh uh, Bryce, Young, Bryce Young um DJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson from um Florida. Um yeah. so you have, you have three guys right there. Um so then that's that goes to show you the, the game is changing. Um but uh, you know also a counter to that, you know, talk about the progression of um the in the NFL having more african american quarterbacks. We we're also seeing a regression in the um, coaches, minority coaches. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, you're not seeing. I think I as of right now, um, you got Mike Tomlin. Yep. You got D'Amico Ryan's now. Yes. Um,
0: Try to think who else. Huh. You could say uh, McDaniel's down there in, in, in yeah, Miami. Mc, yep.
1: McDaniel Todd Bowles. That was that four.
0: Oh. Yeah. Um. Think that's it, yeah.
1: I mean that's, mm-hmm. and we're talking about a game that's mostly you know mostly minorities in this game now. It's, you know it's it's cool to celebrate you know the progression and stuff. Um, you know not not everything comes together and stuff, but we're seeing progression one you know coming up in the in the rear in 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 other aspects. But you know we're all, we're all getting better, right? Yeah, I mean it's the game.
0: You know at, at the end of the day man it's, it's it's you know it's okay to acknowledge these things and, and celebrate them for what they are right and if, if, if people feel like hey like you know what this is hey this is not important like why do they had to make it about race and whatnot but well, the thing is where people who are dealing with these you know these things of maybe racism or if they see you know a, a bias or whatever it may be uh then you know it, it, it they understand the part of it the, the significance of it and so um like i said before man these things should be acknowledged there's nothing wrong with that and if it doesn't nothing, then you don't have to say anything about it right right it's not necessarily saying well somebody else they should this or they, they no. what we're saying is hey this is something that is historical it's the first time it's ever happened and it should be acknowledged uh as such and so now that's a good thing it's a wonderful thing so that's good yeah that's good so, yeah
1: and, and also too it's I forget about the, the, the minority aspect and the historical aspect. There's two those are two good guys. Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes are two good guys. And they're, and they're guys that it's a story, they both have stories where you can like really like get behind. Where like, you know, Patrick wasn't the highest highest graded guy coming out of high school, went to Texas Tech. You know, Jalen Hurts was at Alabama, had a transfer because he got bad Oklahoma and he had to compete for that starting spot at Oklahoma. Um, and then, you know, and they and then up until last year, the Philadelphia fans wanted him out. They didn't even want him to be the quarterback, to, to be the guy. And, and, and look, you know, I mean, it's just it's stories like that, which is just, it's so cool. It, it just shows you how like what these guys are ranked coming out of high school. It doesn't mean crap. That doesn't tell a few, the whole story.
0: Well, what I think it's that, you know, just going through that, just talking about Jalen Hurts in itself, not just Jalen Hurts, but also to Patrick Mahomes. I think uh, Dante Hall he shared a little bit something on IG. He was talking about how people were saying, you know, about Patrick Mahomes like why do you take a guy? Why do you why do you, you know, go ahead and and, and move up in the draft to get a guy like this, right? He doesn't set his feet. He doesn't. He's not the traditional quarterback. He's not the traditional guys. Same thing they say about Jalen Hurts. He's not the traditional guys. But well, they win. Patrick's been to what five AFC championships, right? He's he's a winner. Jalen Hurts is a winner. Goes from Alabama winning, Oklahoma being a winner, and so sometimes when you use the significance on particular guys, like when they say Joe Burrow, well, shoot, Jalen Hurts is just as accomplished. I mean, you, you know, he's been winning, mm-hmm. but the thing is, because he's not the you know the typical guy, then it it you know then all of a sudden uh, it might be a slight to him, and that to me that's that's the thing that really like really irks me and other people when they hear things like this, right? And so, um, you know, when you give these guys, they do. And they were trying to downplay Patrick Mahomes not being this guy, and he is the most accomplished guy. It, as fast as he has been doing, be able to do it, uh, it, it shows you how wrong people were. Right, yeah. Doug Peterson didn't want Jalen Hurts; he shouldn't have been a starter. And this guy is taking him to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? And I love Doug. I think you know Doug was, but he has his way. Of how he runs his system. And so sometimes when you when you see it's the same thing like how you see tight ends today, right? It ain't the traditional tight end that's hitting, you know, guys in the mouth or being 275 like I was to block. Now you got more athletic, smaller tight ends that can get open, that can do a little bit more of the blocking. And so that's what you're talking about. You're transitioning to a different phase of the game. It's not saying that these guys are not good tight ends or anything like that. They're tight ends are just because the league has, has, has changed a little bit, right? Which is a good thing. It's a great thing. And – uh no, it's important to, to, like I said, uh, uh, to, to acknowledge these things. So
1: in the uh, comments, people were talking about Eric B Um, I don't know if you saw the other uh, reports that he's interviewing around the league is to be an OC. Uh, I believe the commanders are one of the teams. The Ravens were one of the teams and a few other teams were, were, uh, there, um, what do you make of that? Why why would he make a lateral move to go to another team to be an offensive coordinator elsewhere, JD? I, to me, that doesn't make any sense. But maybe you could provide a little bit of clarity to tell why why he would do that.
0: Well, I I think part of it is to get from underneath Andy's Shadow, possibly, right? It's like he just still didn't get his due. It's the same thing. Like, hey, if everything goes wrong, it's E B calling the call, making the calls. If everything's all right, it's Andy making the calls. And then when you know, we shared the video and I think you shared it with, you know, Travis, Gessler, you know, Andy making the calls. And I say, man, it's a collaborative effort. No doubt about it. You know, we only know truly, truly who's doing what, you know, at certain times. They only truly know who's making calls call, who's writing everything up. But it is a collaborative effort. No doubt about it. Andy's the one that said EB makes the calls and that not, you know, so Andy's lying. So that's the thing about it. I think EB is just like, look, I got to go somewhere. So it's no question you know, as far as my brilliance and I can do these things to move up. I think it's really a, a disservice and injustice that he hadn't had a head coaching job yet. I mean, really, especially the, the type of guys that's gotten jobs as head coaches in the NFL now and Eb hadn't gotten a shot. Yeah. yeah that that's to me is just as tragic. It really is. So cool. I know, you know, you have one guy saying one thing like Shady McCoy said, whatever, but Eb he, he deserves a shot. He really does. So, oh,
1: yeah. Well, it's it's, it's one of those things. I, I I read. I mean, you talk about like guys who've got the you know and who've got even interviews, right? Ken Dorsey, OC for the Bills, this one year, and, and you can say this offense has regressed big time in in a year. And Ken Dorsey was the, the OC got is the OC for the Bills. He yeah. gets interviewed for a head coaching job at Carolina. Mm-hmm. I don't think Carolina even interviewed uh, Eb for their head coaching position. Um, they've already filled it, um, but. I mean, the fact they're interviewing guys like Ken Dorsey, and also another aspect too is, I love Matt Nagy. I'm glad he's back with us as a QB coach. But Matt Nagy got that job being 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 the Bears' head coach, and being in the same position that the enemy was in. The enemy's been more successful in that OC role than Nagy was. I mean, this this run, this five year run, this is all this as EB being the OC. You know, we could talk about who's who's being the the the, the play caller or not, but E B's been in this role for the last five years, and you can arguably say has the best body of work of any OC in the league. Oh um, no right doubt now. Like, that, that doesn't make any sense to me why he would be passed over.
0: Well, I mean, I, I think it's still that that's the bias sometimes that that you know, that people may have but they don't realize it, right? And this is assuming that Nagy was a guy, you know, this is you know, he's he's a brilliant guy, he can come in, he can run the team, but somewhere somehow they feel that eb can so you know that that's what i'm saying like there there needs to be some type of things to be, be addressed you know they're able to get around the Rooney rule and the stuff like that which is just is crazy because the thing the reality is nobody wants the Rooney rule to exist you, you know what i mean <laughs> nobody wants it to if everything was fair and it was all married and all these different things then you wouldn't have to create anything like that right that's 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 the whole that's the whole point of it and so it's like man if everybody's getting a fair shake at these things right and, and like you said based off the body of work then the natural process should be eb should be a head coach somewhere in the league right so that's 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 my point i'm making i think a lot of people are making the point like benjamin the same thing everybody's making those type of points man and everybody's they do not see it and what if, if if it's maybe uh an owner or somebody who may not necessarily be uh Comfortable, or feel like they want to give reins over to a guy. I don't know. So, like I said, you know, we, we can't necessarily know what's in a person's heart, but we do see the things that happen uh, that you have to question and wonder, what is it then, right? Yeah.
1: I mean, look. I mean, Colts haven't. Colts have interviewed him twice. And they haven't named their head coach yet, so there's a chance that he could get his head coaching gig with uh, Indianapolis. I, I don't know if you necessarily want that that head coaching job. That, for me personally, that's kind of a mess over there outside of Jonathan Taylor, and they have some good pieces here and there. No, I don't I, know if that's, that's not the head coaching job I would want.
0: Actually, but, you know what? I, I, I really believe, man, the coach would be a great, great job for EB. To be honest with you, if he get if he gets a, a wide, uh, you know, if he gets a good quarterback, which I think they will. Uh, I think man, they, they're very good, they're a very good football team. Very good football team. I, I spoke to one of the rookies on the team and I told him who I thought who was gonna come to their their team as a quarterback. Uh so Uh-oh. well, <laughs> I would just, I would just he was like, Man, he said, I would love to have that guy. I said, Man, I'm telling you, uh the way I see it, how things are shaking up, this is a possibility. I said, if you get EB out there, man, he's a players coach. He'll get guys rallying around him to get to play. He is—he's a former player, and guys—they—they absolutely—they love guys like that because they know that he's been there before. He can relate mm-hmm. to these guys. So why would you not want a guy like this as your head coach? No, I know EB. I mean EB. When I'm telling you, as a motivator, when he gets in the locker room with the guys, man, he's gonna get it out of them. Believe me, he is gonna get it out of them. Trust me. So that's the thing about him, man. Excuse me. You know, if you could take a chance on Jeff Saturday, right? And I, I'll be like, shoot, Jeff Saturday. i try to get him on my staff. Hey, Jeff, you want to coach? Hey, how about this? Why don't you do this for me? Right? You know, and, and I think those things can work, especially to have former players working together. They understand what these things mean. That would be a great fit for, for EB. I, th- I think he'd, he'd do a good job, man, with Indianapolis. No doubt about it. Seriously. Yeah.
1: No, I mean, it, it would be a huge loss for us. I know there's a lot of fans that want him to go. And obviously, yeah, I, I want him to get a head coaching job. Uh, but the selfish aspect, I don't want EB to leave because I feel like there are things would change. And I know a lot of people think it's Andy Reid's offense and it's Pat and Andy, and nothing else matters. But like, that is a change. And we've had, we've been lucky enough where we've had this, the continuity of having all these guys for the last uh, five years together. Um, So it'd be, it would be kind of sad to see EB go, but also I'd be happy for
0: him. You know, Absolutely. personally, listen, at, at, at a certain point, man, guys got to move on. They got to move forward. And thing is, he's he's done enough, enough that he's 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 warranted getting a head coaching job somewhere in the, in the NFL. So my thing is, you know, keep being a coordinator here to keep being successful. You're not making any type of advancement on, on your career. i doing anything. You're always in the shadows of Andy. So, you are not always going to get to do that, that that is that is needed to you. So that's why I'm saying, man, EBS might be a good move after this year, after they win the Super Bowl, to go and say, hey, look, man, it's it's time for me to to have a shot, really. So uh, they need somebody, the NFL needs to make that happen, yeah. truly.
1: And there might be something to the fact that the Colts haven't hired a guy yet, and they're they're waiting. Everybody most everyone else is closing up their doors on their guy, and and. That. They say Jeff Saturday's still in the running for it. Uh, EB's still in the running for the Colts job. So hopefully uh, EB is the one who uh, comes out on top on that
0: whole thing. Um, uh, I hope they hope – they, if they, it happens, they work together, right? I think Jeff learned yeah. learn a little bit more of like, the coaching aspect of it which will help him out tremendously. Um,
1: it, it, quite frankly, you see what Detroit's doing with the, with the all that, that staff, all former NFL players on that team. Oh, I mean, man. Detroit looked amazing this year.
0: Listen, I'm, I'm telling you, that look, our staff that we had out there for the NFL PA Bowl, we were sitting there underwrite. said, Man, we could take his bow and win this, the, 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 the championship, the Super Bowl. I said, Man, you all right. right. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, we, I'm all man, I'm te- Hall of famers, you know, pro bowlers. We worked together and it was like the locker room, man, but we got our work done. We knew exactly how to, to do it. I watched these guys work, man. These dudes, man, were incredible. Every single one of them, all the guys, every single one of them, man. Um, yeah. And so, when you have those things you have the resources and and people in your corner but you know guys that know how to do it they know how to win you got champ you know you got winners you got winners Mm -hmm. and so i think that that takes a little bit of that magic that's that rapport that you need um you know to make a difference so you know andre said that man dre said i was like man you are right i'm right there with you brother i'm right there with you so
1: that's yeah, funny. My, my brother and I were watching that game together. We, we said the same things like that. That'd be an amazing, like, if you had that staff, you, if you name those guys who are on that staff as your team's coaching staff, like, damn, that's a really good coaching staff. And that's the thing. It's like, that's why, I mean, you can't pay for that kind of the years experience that you guys have, you know, like there's a lot of these coaching staffs who, you know, some of these guys play what two years in the league, one year in the league. And some of these guys, they're playing in the league. They were just the the, the son of, uh, some somebody's uh, somebody who's a head coach of some other team or the owner of some team is the nepotism aspect of it. We're right. like you guys actually have the the body of work behind it.
0: Oh yeah, I mean you can see some guys probably hadn't strapped up and got into the league, got into trenches and understand what that means. Mm-hmm. Understand what that hurt is. Understand being injured and being hurt. All those different things, the mindset, the mentality, what it takes to win. Not not it's not really a strike against them. I'm just saying the guys that have been there before. They understand what it is and what it's all yeah. about. And so when you want to try to at least adopt that type of same attitude, when you know somebody has been there have done it at a high level, shoot, man, show me the way. And I'm mm-hmm. telling we had it all, man. Cliff Matthews, Joe B, Richard McNutt, uh, Gunnar Daniels, Cameron Clark, Chad Lucas, those other guys I, I didn't even name on there. Shoot. Yeah. Right? You know, Nick Novak, special team coach. I mean, come on, man. Chris Rowland. I mean, we, we had, we had guys, we had guys. And so, um, that's the thing about it, man. We that uh, you could put a team like that together, and I love how they work up here in Detroit uh, with Campbell and those guys because you can see they understand what it's all about, right? They 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 didn't they didn't give up on each other. They didn't they you know they 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 bought in, and that's what you need to do when you come in. You buy into a system. You buy into a guy that you know has played ball before. It's like your old teammate, and you all got the same thing together. And sometimes, you know, guys who haven't necessarily been there. they they don't quite know what that's all about i mean it's the same thing like it might in the military you know guys you know it's been in the military they understand that camaraderie and and having each other's backs and particular things and somebody Mm -hmm. who hasn't been in the military they don't quite understand those relationships right and so when you you look at it man you just got to look in all of these things and understand like yeah that's a special different bond that they have you know and so that you just got to see it you got to know it so
1: yeah. And if, you, and if like, that's the thing too, it's like, if you can name like the for Detroit, for example, you have Dan Campbell, head coach. He was a solid tight end in the league, played for a long time. Mm-hmm. Mark Brunel, quarterbacks coach, um, Deuce Staley, running backs coach, Aaron Glenn, defensive coordinator. I and mean, these are all guys who, if you said you had a team, like, for, let's go back to the late nineties. If you said you had all these guys as your starting stars for those positions, yeah. you'd be like, damn, that's a, that's a playoff team right there. But yeah. No shit. Right. It is. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure. Look at I mean, I mean Jaguars. Hey, you have like, Greasy and all like Doug Peterson. I mean, this is what I'm talking about. Like you, you start seeing teams, you know, have former players are doing well, right? So yeah.
1: Um. Well, we have a question here from uh, Angry Junk and German of the former players. Uh, JD knows who he'd like to
0: see coach. Who would be really good? Hmm. Ooh. That's a good question. So that's, that's a really good question. Uh, man, it, there's a ton of them. Uh, you know, I've if, seen you, if you had narrowed down to one guys that coach
1: with you that, that that you would know who would probably be the, I'm sure you know a lot of guys who for that spot, but if you had narrowed down of one guys as a solid head coach, who, who would it be? Oh,
0: man, narrowed I'm down sure it's point. tough. It's, it's very tough. It's very you tough. Got
1: top five. Give me a top five then.
0: Uh, mm, I think Mike Mike, Mike Harwell, Brian Greasy. Uh, EB, um, uh, of course, uh, 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 Lynn who's out there who was, was with the set the Chargers coach. I think he, he still needs deserves a shot. Uh, Uh, let me see. Man, You said top five. Jeez. Uh, No, be a good coach. I don't think he'll, he'll ever do it, but I think he'd be a great, a hell of a coach is Drew Brees. I think Drew Brees would be a tremendous coach. Yeah. Um, let me see who else. How many is thats that? Is that four, or five? I think it's five, isn't it? Somewhere yeah, right that's five, yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. man. there's tons of guys, tons of guys. I mean, Demarco, is, he's already going out there. Uh, shoot, I think uh, what's the name of too? Uh, there was uh, uh, the OC for uh, Brian Leftwich. He'd be a great, he'd be a great head coach too. I think. He'd yeah. Be a great shot. Yeah.
1: Uh, will Shields was a name on
0: here. You think Will Shields could be, could be a good coach? I don't think we will do it. <laughs> we'll be a hell of a coach, man. But Will, he's uh I don't think that's his demeanor. You know, his demeanor to be a head coach. Will I think is uh incredible person. Uh, but we won't want to put up with all that silliness and mess, man. Will ain't about that silliness, you know. <laughs> don't uh, got time for it. Nah, he time for it <laughs> no, he ain't got time for it, man. He's not for it, man. Um, so one of the things that so we
1: kind of talked about, you know, all the, all the different reasons why it could be the Andy Reid bowl, uh, yada, yada, yada. yada. Um, right. the Kelsey bull. there's been some, some stuff. I think Eagles fans are trying to whip up some stuff you Know can kind of cock some stuff to get you know some bullet bulletin board material for the team to get you know pissed off bad and for Eagles fans and maybe hate the Chiefs to finding something right. Um, so everyone's kind of talking about how this is the Andy Reid revenge game, right? You know, he's coming back to play his old team. Uh, he got them to the Super Bowl, they lost. That was the year that the uh TO played in a broken ankle, they lost the pace. Uh, but people are starting to whip up some stuff, and, and, and some fans may not know this, but coach Nick Sirianni, was an offensive assistant coach for us back from 9 to 2012. Um, He came on with Todd Haley, and uh, Remy Cornell brought him back uh, for that last year in 2012. Uh, But then when Coach Reed was hired, Coach Reed did not retain Coach Sirianni. So Eagles fans are taking that and saying Andy Reed fired Coach Sirianni from the the Chiefs, and now this is uh, Sirianni's revenge game um, in this one coming up you you've been around you've been around, been around the league uh jd can you talk about how not retaining somebody's not the same as firing someone because that, that's not the same thing at all
0: uh <laughs> well it, it isn't not necessarily okay uh and sometimes what happens is you know you have when you bring if you already know who your staff is going to be then uh then it makes it tough Right, it's like I don't have to retain this guy because I already got a guy for that position. And so, hey man, Sianni, I appreciate it, but I already got a guy that I'm bringing in uh, to do this. And so, the thing is, if you got familiar with a guy that already knows your offense, knows your system, know how you prepare, and all those different things, it makes it easier, an easier transition as opposed to getting a, a guy that doesn't quite know it and you got to teach him those things. And so, I think that's part of it. Uh, so, I don't think it's necessarily revenge game. I wouldn't say that. Uh, I got fired by Andy. I, you know, when I was in Philly, so, you know, I got left. go. You know, I don't necessarily look at it as resilient. I look at it as business It's part of business. And so, you know, if, if they had that guy, then so be it. That's it whatever. And, you know, you just got to move on from it. So uh, you always want to feel like you are that guy and the guys could always work with you, but Hey, maybe like they got a vision and they already talked to guys about how, what their vision is going to be. And so uh, I know that on every level, that's what ends up doing when you go out for coaches it's different. Like when you're in high school, you 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 could put it on Indeed or you know on, on LinkedIn or something like look for a coach. It, you don't know, really matter. It's like, hey, I just want you to come out here, you know, teach these guys certain things. Uh, but when you get into college and of course uh, the pros is is totally different. Uh, okay, well, I guess
1: I'll, I'll say for that, like for for a player, right, getting getting released, that is like getting fired, right? So I I see that that would be you know you got fired, right? Whereas yeah. the retaining or not retaining, that's like. Not the same thing, but like when so, a, when a, when a president when a president goes to when he when when he goes to the office right when he right. when he gets elected, right. Oftentimes they're not going to keep on everyone from that previous regime. They usually bring right. their own people, and you're not really fired from that. That's just like I'm bringing in my own guys, and like we're not need you're not needed there anymore. It's not really fired. That, that's
0: yeah. Well, that, that's how I explained it, but I, but also too, you had to think about if this guy's good enough, okay. And Reed was like, hey, man, everybody talked Sirianni up and was like, hey, but this guy's brilliant. You know, you got to have him on your staff. Maybe I take a look at him. Right? And maybe maybe Reed took a look at him. And he was just like, okay, that's just not what I wanted. So I don't know. But I, absolutely, he didn't retain that. I, that's what I was saying before. Not mm-hmm. necessarily that. Right? And so they can look at it that. But if Sirianni at the time was good enough and Reed was like, yeah, I need this guy because he's brilliant. I gotta have him. Hey, Sirianni. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know where you're going, but how would you like to coach on my squad? You know, we'll put you in, we give you a position. Uh, we don't have, I don't know, maybe a wide receiver coach field, or maybe a uh a office, you know, assistant offensive line coach. Can you do it? Right? So I don't, I don't know. know. Quarterback's coach. Uh that hey, yeah, you're not retained. So yeah. it's not, it's not as, it's not the same as being fired, but it's got to be a, a part of the consideration about keeping the guy on if you wanted to. Mm. So, but it, but try but let me put it this right, okay? Even so, regardless of that, right? If you're trying to capture something to use it for a revenge game and all these different things, man, you're reaching, you're reaching for these things <laughs> to be upset with, right? I mean, I'm sure Sirianni is not like, hey, man, listen, you know, didn't work out. He brought his new crew in. I wasn't part of that, and that's okay. I wanted, you know, Andy to do well. I'm doing well. I'm a head coach now, so it worked out for me. Right, so I, I think that's just that's part of it, man. When people start making these revenge games for different reasons. Psh, hey man, you know, don't you know, look at every little thing. Well, you you, you kicked my dog uh, ten years ago, you know what I'm saying, and I, you know all those different things, just trying to find it. And I seen you say something on Twitter, and that, you know, look, hey man, here's what it is. Andy can almost say this is a revenge game for Andy Reid, right? For the same thing, leaving Mm -hmm. the Eagles and them not believing in him and his vision, and he's going out to Kansas City. And so, you know, were they tired of him? I know how – I'll tell you this. I do know how uh, the fans were feeling about Andy. I know that with all the things that was going on with him up in Philadelphia and stuff like that, how the fans were talking, right? I do remember all of that happening at the time. And so – you gotta have love. This is all business. It's what happens. It's what it is. So maybe Andy may get a little uh, uh, sweet revenge. Maybe small tip about like, hey, you know what? You know, I won a Super Bowl with Kansas City. I'm gonna win two. Y'all got rid of me. I took out to four uh, NFC Championship games. Didn't win it, but hey, I got two with Kansas City, right? Y'all could have yeah. had this. It's gonna be y'all. So, yeah. you know. yeah so so in that you would say this
1: is more of a revenge game for Andy Morrison than Sirianni because it made it he was he was
0: fired from the team (laughs) yeah exactly that's how I look at it so I think it's a little bit more like that uh, that sweet uh, revenge for uh, for Andy on his side right not that he he has has love for Philly Philly has love for Andy no doubt about it you know but at the end everybody was kind of chirping hey look he's he's at the end of his rope we don't quite know you know it's you know it's time to get rid of him. He's not really, you know, doing anything for the Eagles. So, um, let's we'll see. It's
1: good. That, there you go. What, what, if there's something specific you remember some fans saying? I mean, I, I, from what I remember, it was just, it was stale and it was, it was time, it was just time for a change kind it of was thing. time
0: for a change. But they were saying the offense, like, this is Andy Reid. This is what he does. This is how he loses. I'm not, that's what he was saying. You know, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't run the football he you know always try to pass us. he's not great on third down and you know you see certain things i've seen the stat that we were like 31st and one, right but there's different reasons for that but i'm you know i'm upset with some of the things that we do on third down third and short why we don't get the first down so uh-huh. um you know I, I still i i have a little uh you know uh, quip about those things but that's how the the fans are talking about Andy. I remember just the, the conversations with the fans, mm-hmm. what they were saying. I was, you know, I was talked about. A lot of whispers, a lot of whispers. And then it came out loud. And Philly, it's going to be loud. They don't care. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Yeah. They, they want you to hear it in Philadelphia. Oh, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I that about it.
1: Now this will be uh yeah, that that's gonna be an interesting um dynamic to see how the Eagles fans continue to try to stir up stuff and uh, make make something that, that's not really there. Um
0: Oh, he didn't okay. give it his all when he was up here, you know. He was he was he's a bum, but you know, we ain't he had the, the greatest team. He could have won at least two or three Super Bowls and yeah, he didn't have it in him, right? You know, and they'll bring up all the family issues and all those different things. Yeah. So but you, you see some chief fans doing that
1: when we lose a game, they turn the season, they, they want, they, they bring all that stuff up. Um, and it, it you know, you know, you know, what it is on Twitter where the, yeah. when chiefs fans lose ridiculous, ridiculous. <laughs> you no. Know? Um, okay. So uh final topic here tonight. Um, we have two weeks before, uh, the Super Bowl, Uh, so about a week and a half now. Um, that game was crazy. I mean, JD, you start watching the game at halftime. You text me, ask me about certain guys. Where the hell is he? Where is he? And I'm like, oh, he he's out. Like he got hurt. He got hurt on the first play. Willie Jerry sneak. He cussed first drive. Um, Willie Gay got hurt uh, with a shoulder injury. Will Harmon re-injured his uh, stomach, his pelvis injury, pe- uh, pelvic injury. Uh, Juju knee. Um, Justin Watson didn't even play with the with the illness that he had all week. Um, like Tony tweaked his ankle. A lot of injuries, but yeah, we have a week and a half to get right and get everything. Uh, how important is this week and a half for a lot of these guys to get ready? And are you concerned about some of these
0: injuries uh, going forward? Uh, You know, a week and a half, I mean, I, I'm, it's very important. It's very important these guys get as much treatment as possible to get them their bodies back to play this game. You got one game, one shot to do this. And so I would do everything in my power to get myself back, and so I think if these guys don't get back, it's going to be a tough. It's going to be a tough road for the Chiefs. It's going to be very hard, and so you got to get at least two of the three wide receivers we lost. Got to get at least two of them. So I don't care if it's Juju, McCole, or Kadarius. I like to get all three, but if you have just two, that you know, then that gives you, a, bless you, much a better shot. Thank you know, you. yeah, but. Same thing on defense. Sneed, Juan, right? Those are guys that you need. And so when I went back and watched the first half of the game, what you do, you can open up the offense in different ways, right? You can open up the offense what you wanted to do. You can do the same, the, the, the jet sweeps. Jet sweeps with uh, 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 Hardman and Kadiris Tony is different from Sky Moore. It is, right? It's a faster, twitch guys. It's not the same thing about Sky Moore. It's just talking about, you know, uh you know, the amount of talent that these two guys have. And so same thing with like Juju, getting open. Juju is a little bit different from uh uh Marcus Kemp. Just the why I mean, he's different. So yeah. let's just be honest here. You know, I'm not you know here to 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 blow the alarm on particular things. I think it's just we gotta take it in reality of what these things mean. And so when you have a full board of guys going into the game then you got to make sure that you're throwing everything at this, this defense. Philly's got a, a, a spectacular, spectacular defense. They really do. And so you, you're going to need some ammunition, and some weapons around you going into the game to combat that. And Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, uh, you'll need some other guys. And that that's, that's the reality of it. That's the reality. Because they're going to be coming after the ball. But you know what? The defense has never seen – such a innovative, uh, incredible offense like the Chiefs—they just haven't this year. They have not, and so I, I think we match up really well against them. I say we, and you know, in the in the course of it, you know, Chief and Eagles—I got you know, kind of you know, two hats on these things. But I'm <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm not—I won't be biased here. I'm not I'm not going to be biased this entire two weeks. I'm just going to talk about ball in itself and what I'm looking at as far as teams how they match up. Uh, same thing. Defensively, I think uh, the Chiefs do really well against the offense. I think they do. You got long, uh, big body corners. You know I mean? Duffy is one that is he, he loves getting his nose in there. He does a tremendous job. I think you match up well against the receivers. God is a good tight end. The thing is, you got to be able to, you got to corral him, make sure he don't get open and start, you know, killing you. Because he will. That's another thing. He's one of those guys, I think, it's kind of like Kelsey. He has a lot of ability to make guys miss. and Just, you know, Make plays. Uh, same thing. You got to corral, make sure Jalen don't start hurting you with his legs. Uh, so I think uh, when you start doing these things, you talk talking about the injuries. Uh, Having veteran guys who have been there before absolutely helps. 100%. And so uh, next week, we'll look at it and see where everything is. But from this point on to like, hey man, get as much treatment as possible. Get as much rest as possible. Same thing with Pat. Get as much rest as possible. Kelsey, get as much rest as possible. They know how to play in big games. And they're going to be ready. No doubt about it. These other guys, when they get these injuries off them, little bumps and bruises, we need for them to heal up. We just need you for one game. to Give it it all. This is what this is all about. This is what all the practices, all the hours, all the days during summer camp and training camp, And you know, eating a particular way and lifting the weights and all this was all for this. It's all for this. And so, what if you have to give up whatever you need to do to get yourself ready for this game? You need to do it. Period. I just you can't play around it. No, no, whatsoever. So Gadarius Tony, if you could give us 10, 15 snaps, good. But Cole, I don't know how he's gonna play, whatever. If You could give certain cool juju, the same thing. But all those things put pressure on the, the, the defense of the Eagles. And so, you know, I like both teams, man. I, I, they, they both match up really well. This is what I was hoping for. I was hoping for a Chiefs Philadelphia Eagles game. I was telling it was the two teams I was talking about. I remember I brought up New Orleans. I said the Saints, you know, they couldn't help the injury bug hit them with everything. And they they, <laughs> yeah. you know, they didn't really do, you know, because of what they are. But the second team was the Eagles. That's what I'm looking at. Chiefs and the Eagles, that's, that's, and who you, here it is. This is what you got, what I have. So here it is.
1: Yeah. Uh, Jenny, so Mike Nugent brings up a good point. It's something I was going to ask you. So towards the end of that game, when the injury bucket completely hit our wide receiver uh, depth, we saw the we saw a 13 personnel. We saw the usage of putting Fortune out there, gray out there all at the same time. And like these guys are running routes uh, out there with Marcus Kemp and stuff. I mean, how big of a deal, I mean, c- could, if, the injury bug happens to hit us again during this game are you fine with what we got right now can this team get done with the 13 personnel in the super bowl
0: i I love 13 personnel ran it a lot in the first half like i said i went over and i looked over everything and what they were doing they was giving a seven in the box and so when you see a seven in the box that's where you need to throw it right and so 13 personnel you got jody you got noah and you got travis and you can absolutely be effective by doing that. The thing is, when you have 13 personnel, you think, okay, they're either going to try to, uh, you know, get to the edge or they're going to run the football somewhere up in the middle. Well, the best thing to do is throw out a 13 personnel, right? That's what you do. You got big body guys at tight ends who can catch the football who are athletic and go and, and do everything a wide receiver can do, right? They may not have the speed, but they got the bodies and the size and the range to go get those balls. And so... I think you could definitely get it done in thirteen personnel. Thirteen personnel has to be a very important uh, aspect of what you do, especially in this game, because it throws you off. It just throws the defense off, right? Oh, okay. Here, thirteen personnel. They're going to run the football. Well, now everybody expands. Ball is getting thrown, right? Now you got a matchup against Jody, who is six six, against a corner who is five ten. Okay, Travis Kelsey who's killing everybody in the league. Noah Gray who's going out there. You know, he's catching balls in the middle too. So all those different things can help. All, thirteen personnel, I, I truly believe you got to throw the football to thirteen personnel. We did it a little bit. And we and we got them. We did. I looked at the game, man. It was a great game plan, but I think you got to throw out a thirteen personnel too, and that just keeps them honest. You know what I mean? Seriously, great question, Mike. Mike, that's my man right there, brother. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, <you. laughs>
1: Yeah, that that was uh, towards the end of the game when I I, I remember like looking at my brother, I'm like, well, who the heck are we going to have out there running routes? And all of a sudden I see big old uh, Jody out there. I'm like, uh Oh, okay. Yeah. We, we, we have him lined up as a receiver. And that was I me. Mean, I, I believe that was what, at now state. He was a little bit of receiver and tight. end. he was a little bit of both there right. uh, making the transition to full on tight end uh, when he came to the NFL. But I mean, he, he was, he was running in the slot at, at the, as a receiver and on the outside too. I mean, it, it was nice to see that. And that shows the versatility that we have. Um, so like,
0: I mean, well, that, that's the
1: fact, the fact that we have the versatile type guys, we can get away with
0: that. Yeah, but that, that, that's, that's what makes 13 personnel so dangerous because you do have guys that can catch the football and they're very effective about it, you know, when uh, you're sitting over there uh lining up against them. And so, you know, run the football at a 13 personnel. Absolutely. Throw the ball at a 13 personnel. You can definitely do that. And so I think it gives you an advantage because you have guys that are tight ends that can do it all, who can block – effectively but also two in a passing game uh are, are very dangerous getting down the field and matching up really well safeties and corners it don't matter who it is definitely linebackers uh,
1: the one thing i gotta say uh, was that was pretty impressive there was the there was a moment in the game where uh, i think it was mckinnon was out of the backfield but he went downfield he caught uh, one of the laser from Penn and he way it looked look like Tyree Kill uh, for, for a second. There, the way he, the way he kind of caught the ball and then juke that and, and then juke out of the way. I mean, McKinnon's moves, man, something else. He, he, he doesn't get the amount of props as he should for some of the moves he puts on the guys out there.
0: No, sure, no doubt. I, I've seen it, and, and that's the thing. That's, that's what he got. He has that about him, man. He's got that quickness and versatility to him in his game, right? He really, he, he really does. And so you got to get him the ball. He's another guy. He's another weapon. So the thing is, we got weapons around us that we need to right we we have that we have that uh in in you know as far as in in the in the room you know on the offensive side of the ball uh I think a running game needs to get going a little bit I'm gonna say Pacheco I think was a little uh a little hesitant I think he was more so didn't want to make a mistake that's what it felt like to me when he was running the football you know what I mean because I think there was some things he could have bounced and got to but I mean I think he ran hard but there was there was times I think he, he could have probably done better if we're able to push on this team, and I think you know we at least try to, uh, you know, you know get the run out there. I, I, I appreciated that part of because I'm just like we do try to run. But then I seen, hey, when we get to all of a sudden the, the, the interception. Remember the first half of the interception? You get the ball back with two minutes or something like that. We throw three passes, three straight passes, like. Run the clock out. Like run the ball. Bless you. Like run the football. Okay. Do that. Run the football. That's the that's the time when you do it. Eat up the clock so you don't give them the ball back. That's what you have to do. So I just, whoo, man. I'm like, man, this is crazy. But I watched it. I was like, man, this, just, this, that's that's exactly what happens. We get into this and I get, you know, putting the, the foot on their necks. I get that part of it, right? You just want to dominate them, but then run the practical, run the football, right? There, done. So, I don't know. That, that was that was like my things that I was looking at. That was I, I could have said, uh, could have probably been done better, uh, should have been done differently. Uh, but man, whoever we got, whoever we're going to the game with, uh, PM fifteen is an incredible quarterback there's no doubt about it who's the best quarterback in the league and we need to put to bed all these other jokers that they keep trying to bring in to get in the same room as patrick mahomes okay we need to stop well i do not say we but everybody else who's doing that commentators and all of that and you know joe burrows and all that hey man hey stop doing it it looks silly so that's that's the thing man yeah but Hey, man, it's going to be exciting time. This is going to be these next two weeks is going to be absolutely exciting. It's going to be incredible, man. I can't wait. I cannot wait. I got a, a few shows I got to do. I can't wait to get out there and start talking about it even more, man. But I do enjoy this, this live bit uh, going on, brother. This is, this is cool stuff.
1: Yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's always good here from our from our fans, and you know we, we haven't seen the last two live shows we have. Yeah, you, you, you you've been in, you've been in L.A. for the uh, the, hey, the college bowl, so uh, West it's Coastal. good it's good it's good to get you back on here.
0: That's right, man, West Coaster baby. You know, I know I know Lance been holding it down though. So yeah,
1: Lance has been uh, Lance been stealing the mic a little bit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like Lance, I like to say, man. Yeah, I lot like, I yeah. love the thanks. You got a lot like to say, man. That's good. No, we, we we
1: we love Lance. We love we love, we love busting his chops. <laughs> absolutely,
0: absolutely. Yeah, Lance got Lance cooking, but let, let him yeah, let it go. Let it go. Yep.
1: <laughs> but um well that does it for Chief concerns for this week's episode part one of the two part Super Bowl preview show that we're gonna be giving you guys. Uh next week we're gonna try to get a, a nice little guest off for you guys, a former chief player or a current guy, maybe, but we'll we'll, we'll try we'll try to get a former one for you guys uh to preview uh Super Bowl. Eagles and Chiefs, the JD Bull or the Andy Reid Bull, whatever with the Kelsey Bull, whatever you want to go with. We're going with the Dunn
0: Bull, but yeah. um, yeah, we'll, we'll, it'll be a nice surprise next week. Just we'll get, we'll get some guys on, man. It'll be good, yeah, it'll be good.
1: We'll, we'll we'll have someone, uh, we'll have someone good for you guys. Um, uh, but yeah. that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in to Chief Concerns presented by Bet Online and Pickett. Make sure you guys uh, check the link in the description below and use that promo code Chiefs for uh, for some goodies,
0: JD. Hey, my brother. Always. It's been real. Appreciate it. Appreciate the people that came on and seen this. And when you see it on, you know, the uh, the show, hey, man, hit us, like, su- subscribe and keep telling people all about us, man. I think we have the best content of talking former players and guys out here. And so we need to get out there a little bit more uh, because I think everybody will enjoy the things that we have to say. So sure. love y'all. Appreciate it out there at the uh, Chiefs Concerns Kingdom and all those different things, man, in the world. Love you guys. Love you. We'll see you guys next week.
1: Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts.